Today's podcast is sponsored by treasurehuntdownload.com. We created treasurehuntdownload.com to help families experience the thrill of a treasure hunt in their own home for free. Creating these quality family adventures used to be so much work for us. That's right. It often took us weeks or even months to create all the clues, puzzles, or riddles for us to be able to have a fun, memorable time together. But now with treasurehuntdownload.com, it's already done for you and you can do it all for free. Check out the link in the description or show notes so that you can be able to take your family fun adventures to a whole new level. Welcome to Beach Theory. Beach Theory. So, a lot of crazy things are happening in the world right now. Yeah. I just remembered I used to belch at the beginning of every one of these. So now I have to start that again. I don't miss it. Yes, you do. <laughs> just kidding. Today is kind of a crazy day. We just found out that Russia attacked Ukraine. Do yeah. we even know why? I'm sure there's reasons, but I don't follow close enough to know all the details. All I know is that everybody says Russia is evil and Ukraine is an innocent victim. And and uh, <clears throat> that's that right now. Wow. People are saying this is the beginning of World War Three, and China's going to retake Taiwan and all these different things. Whoa. Yeah, we'll see. That's so crazy. Why do they think other people are going to come into it? Do we even know? Well, I've heard people say that America is going to come to Ukraine's defense and fight against Russia because Ukraine is an ally, maybe. I, honestly, I don't know enough to really have any kind of a say. This is my thoughts on the matter right now. I think that um, there's far too many movies where Russia is the bad guy. And I once talked to a Russian lady who said, in her country, Americans are always the bad guys. And it's like, why do we do this to each other? Why do we even make that a thing? Like, how can we have to have an enemy? How can we have to make other people here on the earth right now enemies to us? And I just feel like it's because of power, people wanting more power and people not being satisfied specifically government leaders not being happy and satisfied with what they have. And I, I'm i just looking at all of this and thinking there are so many good lessons that we need to teach our kids. And that we, as a people, just have, especially as families, we do get the opportunity to teach our children what we want them to believe <laughs> and they can always make the choice if they want to believe what we teach them or not there are definitely things that I believe that my parents have taught me and things that I do not believe that my parents have taught me I still have a choice but I do believe that ultimately my family taught me very well I think that your family taught you very well too and a main thing that I woke up with this morning when he woke me up and told me kind of what had happened I was like I'm so grateful in this moment right now that recently the parenting program came into our life. And it's not just in the parenting program. What it was is that parenting program teaches self-government. And I didn't even realize this would happen. But now since I've read other self-help books, they all tie together. 
with the same message said in different ways, which is <laughs> learn how to control yourself on the inside. Learn how to be at peace on the inside so that when trouble comes, because it always will, you will be okay. I will be okay. Right now, when I woke up, I was like, this is one of those moments where I get to choose to freak out or I get to choose to just sit with the information that's been given to me and decide what I'm going to do instead of reacting. But I get to choose how I will act. And I, it's helping my whole family. It's helping our whole family to... It's not even just our kids. I think that we are setting an example when we decide how to act instead of react to people. And our kids are learning so much and they're getting better every single week. They are really improving with the realization that they, and they're not perfect and we're not perfect, but they're hitting that realization that they get to choose all the time how they're gonna react. They just can't choose the consequences of it. And it's true for adults too. And it's true for countries too. Like they get to choose how to act, but they don't get to choose the consequences that come from it. It's like a tried and true principle that will always be true. We don't get to choose our consequences. We get to choose our actions in the first place. And if we took a minute to let us ourselves just sit with whatever happens in the world and then make an action, instead of just reacting the second we hear what's going on, there would be so much more peace and there would be so much happier people. And I know because I'm so much happier. <laughs> and things aren't perfect in my life, but I feel the happiest I think I've ever been. And it's because I am learning how to not react, but how to just choose what I'm going to do when something happens that bothers me. And I don't like, I don't, I'm recognizing that if I freak out, that is my choice. It is not somebody controlling me outside of my body. And specifically with my brother. I have a really hard time with one of my brothers. and. I say I have a really hard time. I have had a really hard time with one of my brothers because he has differing opinions than me all the time. <laughs> and I don't agree. But I used to react in a way that was like, I, I don't agree and I'm going to fight you and I'm going to fight you so hard and I'm going to defend anybody that you're going against and blah, blah, blah. And I just realized like, and it hit me really hard, especially with him, that, sorry, I'm talking so much. I want to hear what you have to say, no, too. you're allowed but, to talk as much as you want. So, but, <laughs> what did you just say? your idea, then. <laughs> but my, I had, a, I had some really good interactions with my brother the other day, and that was because no matter what he said, even if I completely disagreed, I didn't feel the need to get riled up and in fact I was practicing through the whole conversation my self-control in realizing that I don't he can't force me to get mad he cannot do it I do it and it's like you always hear that growing up you're like you you made the choice to do this and it's like 
He made me because he looked at me. Yeah. <laughs> no, you chose. But full-grown adults do it too, all the oh. time, all day, every day. Full-grown adults are like, absolutely, because that's. I'm only just barely starting to learn how not to do that. Yeah. Where it's like, well, they said this. So well, I had to so punch him in the course, face. Of course. It's like, what, what, what else should I do? And the reality is, sit with that feeling and practice resisting hating people and fighting people. Yeah. Because we need that as a country. We need that as a people in the world everywhere. We need that peace that comes with realizing our own choices are exactly that. Like any reaction we give is exactly, it is our choice. It is no one else's choice for me to get riled up and angry and fight. I think there might be a place for fighting. I think that there is a place for defending yourself. But when it comes to everyday interaction, how in the world are we ever going to have peace if we can't even have peace on the inside? All of this like pain and suffering that's going on in the world is a reflection of what's inside of us. If we don't even feel peace on the inside, how in the world are we gonna get along with other people that also don't have peace on the inside? Like it's not gonna happen. So it really does have to start with us. I'm not trying to chew anybody out. I just really feel passionate about this right now because it's changing everything in my life to have this realization and to have it occur to me that I can, I could literally be at so much peace in the middle of chaos. And actually, um, Jay Shetty, is that his name? He's on Instagram. I follow him. He used to be a monk, and then he uh, got married to this girl. And they're a really cute couple, and they hang out with famous people all the time. <laughs> but, like, the thing that I love about the things that he said, he said this thing once that I was like, wow, that is so interesting. He said when he was training to be a monk, he would sit on this train. They were heading to this place to be a monk, and... It was so chaotic, so at every break, at every rest stop or whatever, every stop the train would make, he would hop off the train and sit there and try to meditate in the calm. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he'd jump back on the train, and then it'd keep going. And eventually the guy who was training him that was like a very well-practiced monk was like, why do you keep doing that? And he said, well, I do that so that I can meditate because it's so loud and crazy on the train. And the more experienced monk was like that is where you meditate you meditate where when it's hard to meditate you meditate in the chaos not because it's gone you learn how to meditate in the chaos and that is what's going to bring you peace not escaping the chaos yeah not having not having all of it be a perfect situation for you to be calm. It's never going to be a perfect situation for you to be calm, ever. It's an imperfect is, world. Yeah, the goal is to be able to maintain calm and peace despite the chaos around you, which I think describes my daily life around our children every <laughs> single day. How can I find calm amongst this chaos? <laughs> yeah, it's so chaotic, but it's so... It's just, it's real life.
Well, I think... And we get a fast-forwarded version of practicing how to be in control of ourselves. <laughs> I think the reason because why of all the, chaos. the lesson of self-government is impacting you so hard is because of the fact that I think you were raised differently a little bit in this regard. The idea that someone else's actions forces you to res- to respond or you don't have control over the way that you react. It's like, you made me do this. You're forcing me to do this. You're taking away my agency. It's like that concept was pretty heavily believed and and, and expressed among or, your family members. You made you're making me freak out. You're making me mad. You're forcing you're, my emotions. And you're my... making me sad. And so if you don't want to make me sad, then you have to do this. Right. It's like, actually, how can you tell somebody that's above you? That... Actually, you're, you're choosing that and you're using that to manipulate me into making a choice that I don't want to make. Yeah. That was, that was not something that was ever taught in my home growing up. Hmm. My mom, I think, because you called them, you called them out on it. <laughs> you're like, no, you're making it. <laughs> well, I just remember my mom governing, self-governing really well among mm-hmm. us kids. Mm-hmm. Like we, as kids, might have been crazy and fighting and whatever. And I remember, like, there were times where I was like, "Why are you not getting angry, mom? You know, why are you not getting upset by this thing?" And she would just be calm. And it was like. If she chose to get riled up, that was her choice. And I recognized that her, that was her choice. And she owned that that was her choice. Yeah. She never blamed us for her getting riled up, ever. I will say this, and that was, just being honest, uh, in my memory as a child, my dad did not self-govern his emotions very well. Um, and I love him, of course. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but I'm, I'm using this as an example. Like... Um, if the house was messy, he'd get angry. If this, then he he would respond. If this, then that. It was like our yeah. choices as kids directly impacted his mood. And it was not the same with my mom. Um, and I think I adopted a lot of those tendencies and as a father to my kids. And I've and I said, oh, this is how he manages the household. He's a pretty good dad. I'm going to do what he did, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I thought that worked. I, as a kid, would cater to his every whim because I wanted to manage his emotions. And that worked. And that dynamic worked uh, as, as you know, uh, unhealthy as that dynamic may have been. And so I, min- I adopted that as in my parenting style with my kids. And it was like, if the house was messy, dad was mad. If the kids didn't obey, I got mad. It was like I adopted that same style um, and, and I could see the problems with it, but I didn't just didn't know a better way. And so by learning self-government for myself, I've been able to say, it doesn't matter if the kids don't obey me, I'm going to be calm. And I've noticed, especially with James, our oldest, he has tended towards the more reactive emotion response. Um, and it's become really extreme. And I have seen a change in him. He is self-governing more. And even though he might Absolutely. Even though he might be frustrated because he earns all these consequences and he's choosing to go out of instructional control and losing privileges, like and that frustrates him so much. It's like I can literally see the pain 
of change as he's learning how to self-govern. And that transition is hard and, and uncomfortable. And just so you guys are aware. But he is. And I, there's been so many times where I give him, you know, an instruction and he, I can see that he doesn't like it. But he chooses to remain calm and he chooses to obey. Yeah. And it's like, there's, there's a big major improvement. improvement. Well, and... For those of you who used to parent or who parent like I used to parent, which was a very passive, pa- is passive aggressive or just passive? I think you you were more the passive parenting style. I think I was more like the good bully, cop, bad cop, bully almost. life st- parenting style. And the most and that that even in the past when I would hear that somebody would give consequences and be really strict with their kids, I would be like, that is so mean like I would think it was mean and with all the training that we've had now and the experience I'm realizing actually it is so merciful it is merciful because they are learning very difficult lessons in the most easy way possible this is like you know he doesn't wash a dish so then his consequence he, he gets to choose to not wash that dish. I am not going to force it on him. I'm not going to be angry at him and yell at him. I get to be completely in control of my emotions. And he is pre-taught, hey, you know, if you don't wash your dish, you're going to have five dishes to wash. You're going to have five dishes on top of that to wash. For every dish that you do not wash, you have to wash five more. And it's a pre-taught thing, so he's aware of it. It's not coming so blindsided surprised. like as a slap in the face, like, what? I didn't know that was going to happen. No, he knows it's going to happen. And he chooses to not wash his dish. So then we say, oh, just now I noticed that you did not wash your dish. You have five, you just chose. So it's very clear he knows he chose the consequence that is coming. And he already knows what the consequence is. You just chose, you need to, you just chose to wash five more dishes. So go and do it, okay? And then he has to say, Okay, and it's all scripted, so it's it's like I know exactly what to do in every single situation. And then he goes and washes his dish and five more, and holy cow, nobody yelled. It's starting to happen that way. Mm-hmm. And like, it didn't used to happen that way at all. It was so bad. I had was... a big win yesterday with his school. <laughs> really? With his schooling, yeah. I, I know what it is. Yeah. Well, I know what it is. He so I saw it, and I was like... <laughs> well, I've been I've been really frustrated because James isn't doing his school, um, and partially it's my fault for not following up and mm-hmm. making sure that I'm giving the instructions and following up. We do in school if you didn't already know. But it's so much work. <laughs> like the thing about self government is it requires us to change first. It is really and, difficult. And and for somebody that's not already self governing as a parent. It's literally impossible to teach self-government to your kids if you as a parent are not self-governing. Now, I have to stop you there because I brought that up when we were in the class with Nicolene Peck. And she said, actually, just follow the script. And she said, but you But following are- the script requires self-government as a parent. It does. <laughs> You're right. Because you there's so many right. times where I want to blow up. I get triggered and I'm like, Oh, oh actually, what she. No, I have to follow the script and that is self government. <laughs> actually, I just remembered what she had said was because I said, Well, what if, what if I'm not perfect or what if I can't do the thing that I'm asking them to do? Like, how can I possibly ask them to do something that I'm not going to do? And he, she said, 
that is okay. Like kids, especially if, because like, if I was pregnant or if I was like tired and I, I'm literally an older body and like they are young kids with tons of energy. Sometimes I feel like I can't ask them to do something I wouldn't be willing to do myself. But the reality is I can. And she said, it's okay. And even if you're not perfect at this program, do it anyway and it will get better and better. So anyways. Yeah, anyway. Well, yesterday I was like, all right, I need to like get calm. And I'm, I'm like, I'm going to follow this script. I'm going to follow the program. And I'm going to self-govern in this moment when I otherwise might get upset. And I'm like, okay, James. So we have in our family, there's a standing instruction that every day the kids are supposed to do school without being asked. That's the standing instruction. They all know it. And so I came to James and said, you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. You haven't done any school yet. And you know, the standing instruction is to do school. So you've chosen to earn a consequence because you chose not to do your school. And now I'm going to give you instruction, and that is to do your school. And uh, when you're done, you'll do your consequence. And he, he looked at me, and I could see that he was, like, not really happy about being told to do his school. He said, okay. And Afterwards, you'll get your consequence if you don't do your school? I said, well, I said, do the school, and then when you're done with your school, then you'll do the consequence that you earned. From not doing your school? From not doing your in school. In the first place? Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so I always like to do that because I don't like to give the consequence first and dis distract from the original instruction mm -hmm. because I don't want him to work off that consequence and then go back to having no consequences. Mm -hmm. So the way that the program works, and maybe we'll talk about this more in another video, but it, the consequences kind of stack. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, he said, okay. And I said, I'm going to set a timer for 10 minutes and you need to do one page and report back as soon as you're done with one page. Uh, um, and so the 10 minute timer beeped and he wasn't done. Um, but he finished five minutes later. Okay. So it took him 15 minutes to do that yeah. first page. And then he reported back and I said, okay, that took you 15 minutes. I'm going to set a timer for 20, do the next page and report back. And... He reported back before the timer beeped that he had done the second page. And at that point, you know, we got busy with some other things. I think we had some activities to go to. But um, when we came home, I said it was like 9 o'clock. Some of the kids were going to bed. And James wasn't tired, and he's been staying up late anyway. And so I said, you know, go get your school book. you got to finish. <laughs> and he was like, what? You know, like, really? No, it's nighttime. Really? But he did. He went and he grabbed his book. And I set a timer for 20 minutes. I said, do your page. And he said, okay. And he did the page. And he reported back. And then I set another timer for 20 minutes. I said, do the next page. Because he has to do six pages a day. Um, and he did. The rest of the, all the six pages. And he did a really good job. And he did it really well. And he had a good attitude. That's great. And I said, okay, now it's time for you to do the consequence that you earned. And I had him clean up the dining room after dinner or whatever. And he did it? By the way, great. it's not like he was tired and being no. like, oh, I don't, I need to go to bed and you're forcing me. No, to all the other no, kids he are stays up games. till like <laughs> way past midnight every single night. Yeah. And he got that from me and I feel really bad about that. <laughs> but it's like, <sighs> I know exactly how he, I know exactly how, the amount of energy he has almost at any given point in the middle of the night. Cause I see myself in him perfectly. And I'm like, okay, yep. He's not even tired. <laughs> But I think, I think because I'm not getting emotional, it 
allows him to not get emotional. When I freak out, he freaks out. Mm-hmm. When I'm calm, he is calm. He really, and that's how it's been ever since he was a little baby. You know, we were inexperienced parents when we had him, obviously. He was our first. And I think both of us went into it really confident because we both, he was the third oldest of a family of nine and I was the fourth oldest of a family of nine. So I feel like both of us were kind of like, oh yeah, like we know, what we, we know what we're doing. But we, I remember feeling like he feels like a younger brother, not my son. because I had had lots of younger brothers and not, I mean, actually I only had two younger brothers, but I still had lots of younger siblings. And I remember feeling like, is he really my son or is he like, you know, (laughs) yes, I gave birth to him, of course, but there was a lot of growing up to do. And I think that he was sent to us and parent parroted our emotions You know, when we would get upset, he would get upset. And it's never changed. It's always been that way. And he definitely has a tendency to grab onto those more dramatic emotions than some of our other kids. And it's not, he's not bad or wrong or anything. It's just that's how he is. He's not broken. He doesn't have any. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. It's just actually been an extremely good learning experience for us to to recognize that our actions aren't going to have no consequences and especially when it comes to parenting our actions have had a lot of consequences because he's parroted what we have done (laughs) and it's really frustrating because you definitely see yourself in them and go i know what you're doing i did that and it wasn't a good idea (laughs) and you're following my emotional patterns which makes it really hard because we're also feeling those emotions still and and this is where like our growth has come in where we've been able to go okay i think that we can move on i think we i think this is where i need to use a little more self control and self governing so that i can break this pattern because it's really just a pattern and i think it's gone on for generations and generations of not being in control of our own emotions as parents and not owning up to it but being like I'm the parent, I said so, that's all you need. Even though it's like, our kids are just parroting what we do. They're just copying what we do. And we can't really blame them for these giant power struggles most of the time, because we're the ones that caused them in the first place, but we aren't willing to take responsibility for it because that would mean we have to face ourselves. And that's the hardest part. I have noticed that (coughs) the things that James does that bothers me the most are things that I struggle with the most. <laughs> and that's why it bothers you the most, because you see, it's like looking in the mirror. Yeah. And but it's like so an ex- painful. An exaggerated, because it, it seems exaggerated. It seems bigger than what I see in myself, but, it, but it's there, and it's a reflection. And I'm like, ah, I don't like that thing that you're doing, because you I You want to crush it down, and... Right. Yeah. So, so um, there's just so much benefit to self-governing, choosing to be calm, choosing your response, not just reacting all the time and and re- reacting in an emotional way, but like being proactive. 
Um, you were talking about how you've been reading Harry Potter, and the reason why Dumbledore is such a powerful, like, wizard anchor of you know wisdom and strength is because he self-governs always and well, nobody can in the book he does it a whole lot more than in the movies in the movies don't even watch that's not the same <laughs> he's not the same dumbledore i'm sorry but the very first actor that they had hired for dumbledore was i think did an immaculate job of representing Dumbledore's you know personality. You know why they didn't bring him back, right? He died. No. Yeah. That makes me sad. Because he was like my favorite actor. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. He's doing such a good job. And you know why? I believe that um, is so full of wisdom. Yeah, he was just self-governing. And Jesus. He was self-governing. you read the scriptures, yes. Jesus self-governs There is perfectly. nothing that anybody can do. To try to make the, him riled up. The Pharisees and, out of and control. the, the Romans never and the soldiers. Yeah, they all tried to get him to react. Yeah. And nobody could because he governed, he self-governed perfectly. And I, I think that Dumbledore, obviously, even in the books, isn't perfect at it. But I'm definitely seeing some similarities and recognizing, oh, yes, people, I would say, the largest amount of respect people can have for other people comes from that person's willingness to self-govern. Because if you know that no matter what you say, I am not going to freak out, that is so priceless. Like, that is the most... You, where can you go to find somebody like that? You can't... You don't find people like that, you know? Like, that is so rare. Hopefully the bishop. Yeah. Yeah, like, bishops but even are, bishops aren't perfect, you're right. you know, and but sometimes think, they freak out too. I, right, but I think that people always have this hope that, hey, if I talk to the bishop about this thing that I'm doing or going through, he's not going to get upset, you know, yeah. and, and a good bishop won't. Yeah. He'll just respond with love and care and concern. And the bishop's like a leader of our church, in yeah. case you were wondering. And kind those like, are the person you would go to to maybe tell a sin that you had done and hope that they could help you through it. Or if you need instruction, spiritual support, or even, you know, emotional, financial, they're kind of the, the resource. And you don't want to go to a resource that's going to flip out on you and judge you and be so... That's the other part. It Judging is like a symptom of not having self-governing. Judging is definitely a symptom of not having good self-governing because once you have good self-governing, judgment, I think, comes when you feel that the actions of others are somehow going to impact you, make you look bad, or they're going to... Sometimes the actions of others do impact you. Which is absolutely true. <laughs> and sometimes judgments are sound. And it's not like... Not all judgments are unrighteous judgments. Yeah, I think this is, judgments sometimes protect us and can help us to make good choices. Like, I'm not going to go, go to that sketchy warehouse that huh. alone at My night. My judgment is telling me that that's probably a dangerous place. <laughs> or that that person's probably going to make a choice that will hurt me, so I'm going to stay away from them. Right. Um, or I'm going to, you know, protect step away myself. and protect myself in a way that I wouldn't have before if I didn't have good judgment. <laughs> so... Anyways, um, I just think it's incredible because 
you know, we got, oh, and since I learned, we learned with the parenting program, all of this stuff, self-governing, in every single health, um, self-help book, it's saying the exact same thing in different words. And I'm like, okay, that almost feels like the secret to life has just been revealed to me. That if I can go to a book called The Four Agreements and they're teaching self-governing through the whole thing, it's just called different things. Or if I can go to therapists and they're teaching self-governing, it's just called different things. Then I can recognize and go, okay, I'm, I get the picture. Like so much of the pain that is caused in this world, we don't even realize we are causing for ourselves. We are choosing to go through that pain. We are choosing it. And if we could recognize that we could choose happiness, if we could choose calmness, if we could choose, if we recognize that we do have a choice and we don't have to be a victim or we don't have to be hurt because of feeling manipulated or controlled by people around us, then there would be so much more happiness and peace in the world. And it's in my little world right now, there is more happiness and there is more peace. So much sympathy for those people who are hurt by others that where they didn't choose that. Because there are people that are in family relationships or other kinds of relationships or even not in relationships and other people hurt them and they didn't choose that. Pain. You're right. You're and right. It's like doesn't matter how much you self-govern if somebody comes to you right. and hurts you and takes away your you know and causes pain to you it's like that responding to that in a healthy way and and moving on from that it's like oh man there, there's just my heart goes out to those people in those circumstances and i've i've had things i've had things done to me that I didn't choose. The world is not fair. Um, yeah. And so all I can do is continue to choose to respond well in my own life and um, and educate my kids so they stay away from situations because some things are avoidable, but there are lots of things that are not avoidable and that, you know, you're born into a family and, you know, if a parent is abusive, it's like you didn't choose that consciously and you would never choose it yeah and and a lot of them can't get away from it um or they're like i love my mom and dad they're abusive emotionally or physically but i love them and so i can't leave them and so they in those moments they choose to remain in that relationship that's abusive and it's like causing them pain but it's sometimes you don't choose that and it just happens to you and that's just so hard um, I think to overcome that. I think you're right because the way that I was talking made it sound like we can avoid all pain. But you really can't. You can't. No. You will not. No one will come to this world and be unscathed. Every single person is going to have tr horrible trauma that they go through. And, and, and some are definitely worse than others. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is not even by any means. There are people that have all good relationships, but then they have a health problem that they didn't choose that cripples them for life or causes them pain for life. And it's like, I didn't choose that. And there are incredible, incredible people that 
go through something so horribly traumatic and come out of it and make a better life for themselves. Like Zena, who her story is incredible. And I filmed one video with her and I never posted it. <laughs> but <clears throat> she just blew my mind because she went through a horrible, horrible childhood and came out of it and had hope and has since made an incredible, beautiful family and is doing well. And it's like, I, I feel so inspired by her, but also then there's those people who go through a horrible traumatic experience and they don't come out in one piece and perfect and, and able to really move forward from that. And that is the other part that's like, it's so difficult because that's going to have to be sorted out by God. Yeah. And it's, it's not something that we get to choose to decide what's going to happen to them or how, how the best thing we can do is just treat them kindly, but also self-govern around those people because most likely if they've been hurt, they're probably going to hurt you too, because what other examples have they had? You know, mm -hmm. I feel more prepared for our family. I feel more prepared for our future. I feel more prepared for this. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? 